If you're a fan of this podcast and want to see it continue, help support us on Patreon, where you can unlock tons of exclusive content, including, but not limited to, movie commentaries, ad-free versions of our promo specials, extended cuts, early access to new episodes, behind-the-scenes clips, first access to merchandise, blooper reels, and even a chance to vote on what we cover next on our podcaster's disassembled episodes. Just head right on over to patreon.com slash podcastersassemble. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash podcastersassemble. Link in the show notes. For years, the best podcasters from around the world have gathered to review, reminisce, and riff on popular franchises. They've assembled Earth's mightiest superheroes, busted their fair share of ghosts, unplugged from the Matrix, I know Kung Fu, kept a watchful eye on Gotham City, discovered the secrets of Jurassic Park. and other audio adventures. But there were some movies that didn't make the cut. From the creators of Podcasters Assemble comes a movie hype series hosted by a motley crew of talent. She's an agent of chaos with, like, Q's powers. She's like the Joker, you know, with uh, reality warping powers, basically. Mm -hmm. And it's terrifying. But it's also hilarious. I mean, she... She beats a dude to death with dildos. Like, that so yeah. has never happened on screen before. Yeah, <laughs> I can honestly was... say I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> Podcasters disassemble. Oh, boy. Another Podcasters disassembled episode. And this ah, this movie is all over the place. But, man, it's a it's a fun movie. Very excited to talk about it and joined again by the man, the myth, the legend himself, who's everything, everywhere, all of the times, Eric Slater. Welcome back. Good to be back. How goes your winter so far? How were your holidays? Not too bad. Um, you know, uh, like this movie, it was all over the place. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, you know... Um, our, our house is all over the place, I should say. Uh, we're doing renovations and uh, just trying to keep my head above water. But I'm excited to talk about this movie. It really spoke to me. I'm excited as well. And I know someone else who uh, is also looking forward to it. And he's got one of those sexy voices, Corey from The World is My Burrito. Hey, Corey. Hey, Zach. How you doing today? Doing doing good. How were your holidays? They were great. They were. We spent a whole lot of time... Like we were truly everywhere because I was in Jacksonville every weekend <laughs> for like all of December and even last weekend and the weekend before. Yeah. So it's, oh, it's wow. been about like, I think two straight months. And, uh, you know, I gotta say it was, uh, like 77 today and it's really going to need to start warming up, man. I don't know if I can take mm. too much more <laughs> of this cold weather, you know, I know you guys are talking about how cold Florida is and I'm looking out my window going, really? that's like a heat wave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to get like, you know, anywhere from like five, five to 10 inches of snow dropped on us tomorrow or the next day and a half. And it's going to be like 20, you know, yeah. 40 degrees. Isn't that bad? I like that. 
<laughs> see, see, the problem with Florida weather, though, is it's not consistent. You can't get used to it. Like, it'll change day to day. And so, you know, that's what we're complaining about. It's like, Jesus, I wore it's this like you... sweater today and I'm sweating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like you pull out your box of winter clothing and then like three days later, you're like, son of a Shorts. bitch, it's 80. You got to put your box yeah. back away. But then two days later, so it's 40 again. And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys need bigger closets. Yeah. Need more space. You don't need that and much space for shorts. It's true. They're half the size of pants. I can fit so many shorts Twice in my pants. Ah, oh, math. How does this work? So, um, I guess we should probably point out that this is technically our twentieth episode, I believe, of ah, podcasters yes, disassembled. Yeah, you you brought that up, and we were hoping. We were hoping mm. that Troidal Power would uh, would be able to join us, but unfortunately, he's he, he's uh, a little under the weather. I think is that and it? asleep. I think yeah, he got like and less asleep. than an hour of sleep. <laughs> now I should point out though, it's my fault because we went to record this last week, and I ran into some technical difficulties that I won't go into. But uh, yeah, electric issues. I'm all not right, an electrician, well, yeah. unfortunately. You you want to take the blame? Uh, all right. It's fine. Well, I mean, I see, was going to blame see, Troy because Troy... he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> just going to somehow work ah, it back on it. it being his fault. Good point. Yeah. Oh, he'll, but... he'll be back here for, for something else and then he'll blame us for sure. In the meantime, though, we do have some notes from him. Yes. He's here in spirit. So, so and you have those you have those in front of you so you can interject Troy wherever you see fit. Mm hmm. He's the fan of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't uh, figured it out, what we are talking about today is everything, everywhere, all at once. This is Wang. This is Wang. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now you may only see a pile of receipts. But I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. of from another universe. I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today. Uh, no time to help you. Across the multiverse, I've seen thousands of Evelyns. You can access all of their memories, their emotions, even their skills. There's a great evil spreading throughout the many verses. And you... Maybe your only chance of stopping it. Don't make me fight you. I am really good. I don't believe you. Wow, that was really good. He's waiting in the wings. The universe. He speaks of senseless things. Is so much bigger you than you realize. 
places I could be. I just want to be here with you. Remember our mission concerning the fate of every single world of our infinite multiverse. There is no way I am the Evelyn you are looking for. Every rejection, every disappointment has led you here to this moment. Don't let anything distract you from it. And to try and summarize this, um, I found a, somehow they wrapped up the synopsis in one sentence. Hmm. When an interdimensional rupture unravels reality, an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. That sure sounds like I wouldn't cry. (laughs) Which is not what happened. <laughs> there, there were emotions yeah. in this film. There, you know, it's like it's technically the truth, but <laughs> yeah, I think that synopsis. I mean, it doesn't quite do it justice, but you would have to, like, you'd have to summarize the entirety of every single frame of this movie to really explain it. You know, you just have to watch yeah. the movie. so if you haven't seen this movie yet stop listening to us ramble on about it watch the movie for context and then come back because it's not going to make any sense to you well you might not want to watch it after listening to us so like (laughs) knock it out of the way first nonsense everyone everyone listens to us and immediately goes out to the movie that's what they all really wanted to watch car the car with the car the honkity honk movie is great thank you leo we miss you (laughs) still that that honk haunts my nightmares it does (laughs) now i'm gonna have to put that audio in damn it eric (laughs) you hadn't brought it up callbacks we gotta plug our earlier episodes so when did you boys first uh see the film because it just it just dropped i just watched it last week when did you guys end up seeing this originally eric wow i saw this in theaters and i've actually seen it now three or four times since wow and every time i get swept up by it captivated i see something completely different out of it i i can believe that there's a lot that happens throughout the entire movie yes uh what about you Corey? So same, I did, uh, I was able to watch this in theaters, like in the last few years, I have not done many, but this is one of those that it was like, no, I am going to see this. Um, and Man, that it, trailer. it really was, yeah. Well, and the, the thing that was most intoxicating about the trailer is the trailer says nothing. Right. It's like it's, the matrix mm-hmm. teaser for the yeah, first it's one. Yeah. Like the most nothing of a trailer and it's like, okay, I'm sold on Michelle Yeoh in short round. Like, you don't need to do right. anything else. You know, like, I I cannot think of any terrible movies that she's been in. Some questionable, but not terrible. <laughs> um, but she herself is always phenomenal. No, she she's always great. And, and just looking at yeah. the cast, um, I really had, outside of Michelle Yeoh, I had no idea who was in this film. Um 
and I know her from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, also from Star Trek. Oh, yeah. She's great in Discovery. Yeah, we we also have and she plays Evelyn Kwan uh, Wang. She's the overwhelmed laundromat owner and the main our main hero throughout the film. Uh, Stephanie Shue Sue Sue. Uh, She plays Evelyn's daughter, Joy, who is in a relationship with a, a female, which is acceptable in today's standards. Uh, but we also have the um, the amazing James Hong as the grandfather of a different um, right. generation who mm-hmm. we find out is very disapproving of Evelyn and her life choices. So she's obviously worried about how he would see Joy's life choices. And people might remember him from uh, Big Trouble in Little China, which we've also covered in the past. Yes. James Correct. Hong has been... If if there is a movie with he's in a lot Asian of- in it, it's James Hong. <laughs> like I, it's like I don't know how many movies I've seen that don't have James Hong in it. Like especially if there is an Asian, he's he's the the voice of the dad in Kung Fu Panda. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's it. James Hong <laughs> is he he has an absurd. It I looked it up. It's not even worth writing down the movies because there's so many. Mm. You we- you can take every movie that everyone else has been in, and he's in like quadruple. He's in everything, everywhere, all at once. He is. Ah, (laughs) look at you. You're so (laughs) topical and funny. And then we had uh, Kihu Kwan. Is that how we actually say Short Round's name? Uh, Kihui Kwan. Because I think my um, Chinese friend pronounced it like that the other day. He plays uh, Wayman Wang, who is Evelyn's husband, a meek husband throughout part of the film, which when... Dana and I, when we were watching this and we're looking at him going, he's familiar. Yeah, I had the same reaction in theaters. And then I look it up and I go, holy crap, it's short round. <laughs> it was for me, like, obviously, and data from the, Goonies. the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was the voice where it's like, there's only one other person I've ever known to have like this kind of a yeah. high pitched voice. And it was short round. And then like you looked it up and it's like, oh, my God. And it all clicked. Short round. Exactly. Yeah, it's like I, I'm not wrong in this, like, you know, what I noticed. <laughs> and the beautiful thing about this is just real quick about him. Um, it's been, what, 30 years since his last mm-hmm. appearance in a, in a major motion picture. Something like that, 20? like Temple of Doom was, it was what eighty. It had no, it, the last thing he did was in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. ninety two. He, he retired, mm-hmm. and was this the first one back? I yeah, this was the mm-hmm. first theatrical film that he he returned to. Well, and part of the reason, unfortunately, is there just wasn't a lot of roles out there, you know, um, until recently, you know, uh, which is unfortunate, but. The great thing is, like, he is an amazing actor and really got to shine here because he plays multiple characters in the movie. And uh, in a way, yeah, knocked and it out of the park, you know, he, he and Michelle his range, you know, he yeah, he and Michelle both do. Um, looking up his filmography, he actually he stopped in 2001 with second time around. And then he did come back right before this in mm. Finding Ohana. OK. And that was in 2021, but this okay. was the, the next big film that he was uh, a part of. And then he's in The Electric State, which is coming out in 2024. Nice. He's also I, in um, Loki, yeah. the next season. He's in all six episodes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, and it's excited. like, I don't know. I haven't seen anything, so it's like, I don't know. I'm just excited to see him. 
for sure. I, right. I want him to get more stuff because he's great. He's amazing in this. Now, I would say technically, I'm, I'm going to go off a of mm. very big technicality. This okay, is okay. Jamie Lee Curtis's best franchise because she <laughs> played multiple characters mm, in different yeah. universes. Okay. So yeah. I think this singular movie is her best franchise. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis as Deirdre, the IRS inspector, and uh, like you said, several several other versions. Um, Variants, because yeah. this is a multiverse um, movie. We also had uh, Jenny Slate, who was the dog mom um, and laundromat oh, customer. Yeah. She's good. Uh, the big nose, yes. Yeah. She, I think she. She's We're not comedian. insulting her. That's in the movie, which you would yes, know if you watched it. Yeah. Before <laughs> listening to us, like we told you, there's going to be a yeah, quiz after. Will there be? Are you sure? <laughs> we had Harry Shum Jr. as Chad. He was the uh, the chef working alongside Evelyn mm-hmm. in one of the universes, the Rakakuni universe. Yeah, that was God. There's so much to talk about in this in this movie. <laughs> there is, and then I may be butchering her name. Uh, Tally Medell. She was uh, Becky Sregor, uh, which was Joy's girlfriend. Mm, I don't think okay. they ever said that last name in the film. No, they just were. They bullshit. just said Becky. Someone we'll just, just call put her a complex Becky. name at the end just to screw with you. Yeah, mm. they did. did Wait, is Wikipedia still editable? Corey, are you, is this you editing this right now? <laughs> well, I have no idea. I'm not going to screen share, though. Damn it. <laughs> All right. So that's our cast. Um, it's a small cast, but they they had a lot of fun because they get to play just different versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. You had the mm-hmm, your main timeline version, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Waymond is going from this meek little husband to doing flips and cartwheels and mm-hmm. just all over the place and you're wondering what's going on that's the that's the crazy thing is it starts out so mundane and simply like it's literally it starts out as like a movie about a chinese uh immigrant family uh who owns a laundry business and they're having issues a with their failing taxes. laundry business <laughs> right mm-hmm. um and they're getting audited by the irs uh, so it's literally about laundry and taxes, which ends up kind of being like a theme about life. And it's this movie's so freaking deep. There is so much to talk about here. Um, before we get much further, though, we should probably talk about the directors, the Daniels, the Daniels. Oh, yes. which I, I have a note. And let me just mm. tell you, this is the most important note that I mean, it's it's probably more <laughs> important than anything Zach has. Okay, um, okay. Everything but, is more important. <laughs> let me make sure I get that it's the right one. God, which I know I put it in because I have my own notes. Um, because they're both named Daniel. God damn you guys. Yeah. Um, one of the Daniels, one of the people who directed this was the yeah. director for the Turn Down for What music video. Oh, with really? DJ Snake and Little John. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I was That's like, awesome. No wonder this like <laughs> it's so it, frenetic. It, it all it, it's all coming together, like because that video is so wild because it's people yeah. falling through floors and it's almost this like different dimensional thing where but they're yeah. just going downwards, just like falling through floors into it's different clever. areas, and it's like oh my god, I can see it. Hmm. <laughs> like well, it's prevalent through the movie. 
And so, you know, sometimes music video directors do in fact make good directors because they they have to really think of uh interesting shots and ways to, you know, add energy to the to the scenes, you know. Yeah. And Zach. So so it wasn't just one of them, it was the Daniel duo. Mm. Did the music They both video. did it. They both Okay, did. so that's okay. Oh, that's, so they're always they're not crazy. They're high fiving yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah, they've done they've done a few uh, over, but I think that's the biggest one that they did was by um, Little John and DJ Snake. All right, well, back back to the movie at hand. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, we're normally we tend to go through the plot. We're not going to go through the plot. This plot is got so much happening in so it. So bonkers. Um, we're we're going to touch on certain aspects of it, but not. Um, not the whole thing. So, uh, Eric, as you were saying, the movie started where we're meeting the uh, the Wang family. We see yes. that they have a failing laundromat. They um, they are about to be audited by the IRS, and everything seems normal. Our first hint that something is a little wonky, and maybe you guys have a little bit of insight of, of this, is while Evelyn goes upstairs for something Mm -hmm. there's cameras all throughout the laundromat so that you can see what's going on while she's up there Mm -hmm. at one point her husband uh wayman all just for some reason starts flipping all over the laundromat and Mm -hmm. gets changed for somebody and then flips back to go talk to somebody and when that happened some stuff also flashed on the screen uh that it didn't quite catch on the on the cameras they, I mean, I think they did state that it's like they're trying to find the right one. So this was the connection, mm-hmm. like establishing a connection to that universe. But she wasn't there at the moment. So it like released it until they could come back to her. Because this is, um, th- this is one of the parts that's very reminiscent of um, The Matrix, where it's like, yeah, you can stay jacked in all the time. But like, is that going to help? So it's like, I guess it's like, okay, well, she's not here. I'm going to do this one thing. You know, I'm seeing which universe I'm in. Make sure they don't have hot dog fingers. And <laughs> yeah, <then> exactly. <laughs> like get back out and maybe make a plan to come back in at a later yes. time. I think that's it. I think it's a reconnaissance thing. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the right moment. In, no. in that universe, it was like too soon because he he had a really solid plan in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, you know, or I guess in that point, almost like a back to the future. It's like, oh, it's, you know, 15 minutes too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hop back out and come there, back in later. I think there's one other thing that happens during this moment now that I'm thinking about it. But, you know, in the elevator, he already has the device put together made out of the two Bluetooth head headsets. Yeah. Do you think that he was grabbing that, cobbling it together for later? I don't know. I have no idea, but like, yeah, I, I was going to say, it's definitely not like there nothing was built. Nothing was cobbled together. They're just ugly headsets. Yeah. And I, it's one of those things that like, I don't think they ever explain know. how people get. Yeah. Like, you, did you he go these... to a truck stop first? Like that's you, the only yeah. place well, so, you can buy those. So the grandpa, <laughs> you'll notice throughout the, the movie, he is upgrading his wheelchair. And by the end, he has a mech suit made out of random shit. Which mm-hmm. is pretty hilarious. It's one of those weird details. Like if you're looking for it, he he's more elaborate each time. Uh, so yeah. I feel like it's kind of like, well, like that the where first just cobble together random tech. We don't know how much is coming over 
because the very That's first true. time that um, Alpha Gong Gong appears, mm. there is a coffee maker on the back of the chair. <laughs> and it's like, yes. in my mind, it's like, well, technically the chair is part of him as a person. So yeah. it's like, is it more than just, you know, they never explain it. And I think that's fun yeah. where it's just, that's like, if they had ever taken a moment to try to explain that in like a scientific way, you would just lose it because none of it makes any sense. Yeah, it does. It's like not it already, you know, it's I, like and a I Hitchhiker's love, Guide story, you know, it's, it's yeah, I, I kind of love how soft the science is and yes. it feels like every time they use a term on something, they're doing it like jokingly. Mm-hmm. where they're it's like you know oh there's this whatever event and it's like that doesn't mean anything you're just seeing colors change on a screen and it's like she's going out of, you know it's like to the best yeah. part probably the best example you know she's not yeah. even on the map and she's in the 2001 a space odyssey right and it's like mm-hmm. what like <laughs> there, there's a map that you can get so off of mm-hmm like what does it matter who cares that's not <laughs> the point generational trauma <laughs> yeah. is the point exactly if there was a MacGuffin in this movie it would be called the MacGuffin. like it doesn't matter it's about yeah. the metaphor you know and it works i think it they do a great job of making a science fiction film but making it a absurd comedy mm. drama all at the same yes. time mm-hmm. um and there are hilarious with kung parts fu action that, with kung fu action i mean mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> when you have Michelle Yeoh in your film, there has to be kung fu action. Mm-hmm. She can. But kick what your I ass. love, what oh, I agree. What I love about her in this is that she doesn't start out as that person. She yeah, becomes no. that person. She does mm-hmm. kick some ass, but she's a normal everyday person for the first half of the movie, which I thought was brilliant. You know. So as we'll continue forward a little bit in, you know, in the elevator scene that you were talking about, Corey, this is when Mm -hmm. um, the Wangs, along with uh, the grandfather, are going to the IRS. Um, Joy, the daughter isn't there because she has a, a, not a strange, but a very stressed relationship with her mother. Mm -hmm. And so they have to go to the IRS to hopefully not get in trouble with the federal government and yeah. while they're in you know we've also discovered that um that wang is um trying that wayman is trying to serve divorce papers to evelyn yeah. because he's not happy um and then while they're in the in the elevator all of a sudden we see uh we we see wayman start acting weird and he's talking more assertive he has his headphones he's giving her all sorts of instructions about you can you know i think exit the elevator and you can go to the janitor's closet or you can Mm. follow these instructions if you go meet with the auditor and so she has a choice um and she goes with you know towards the auditor and morpheus scene in the first kind of uh, and if you had gone to the janitor's closet obviously she would have had a much easier time I guess trying to understand everything, but she would have disappeared from her or not been present in her universe. So the, yeah. And like, I I love the setup here because like, I never considered it the first watch, but on the second watch, um, it was like the janitor's closet is, is truly the, the easiest path from a person who knows what's at the end of the path. But mm. the three steps are the easiest path for someone who doesn't know what's at the end of the path. 
because it's like put your shoes on backwards and it's like that's pretty easy to do but like deciding to turn away from like this i this very important irs thing to go Mm. into a janitor's closet like if someone told you to do that you know you me eric would probably be like uh you know what no um yeah i'm not getting paid i'm not getting paid for that (sighs) yeah um but if but if that same person yeah, it was like, yo, uh, you know, switch your shoes around and think about being in the janitor's closet. And it's like, you know, I uh, like it's an important conversation, but I can find um, enough shits not to give to put <laughs> shoes on the opposite feet and like zone out thinking about a janitor's closet because I probably want to do anything else. Mm, so right. it's it's interesting. The that, like the Yeah, the perspective <laughs> of like what is easy, like mm-hmm. both are easy. They're just easy in different ways. Are you nostalgic for a simpler time? A time where controllers didn't have so many buttons. A time where games weren't so overly complicated by so many plot devices. Yeah, me too. I miss my NES. Hi, (laughs) I'm Bill, and I absolutely love old video games, but I didn't have anyone to play with. So I decided to start the Super Switch Club. That's right, a podcast dedicated to discussing and reliving the nostalgia of retro video games that are also on the Nintendo Online Virtual Library. Games like Star Fox, Super Mario World, Kirby's Dreamland 3, Echo the Dolphin, Donkey Kong Country, The Legend of Zelda, Castlevania Bloodline, Super Metroid, Shining Force, Balloon Fight, Punch Out, Sonic 2, F Zero, Pokemon Snap, and so much more. The Super Switch Club is a podcasters assemble style show from the We Can Make This Work, probably, podcast network. A podcast where we peel away the veneer of nostalgia and play some unnecessarily difficult video games just because our friends are playing them too. So join us on the Super Switch Club, where you can relive the nostalgia of tearing your hair out over an NES game that loves to troll the shit out of you. Fantastic. I'm thoroughly looking forward to this. Yeah, that sounds good. Best of all, you can too. Head on over to probablywork.com slash super switch club now to learn more. Too young for this track. The search for booty. Two years ago, we set off on a mission to introduce Tyler to strange new episodes. To boldly go where several podcasts have probably gone before. But then, a while back, Troy mentioned there was this one time on Star Trek where everyone was wearing a thong for no reason, and now we have a new mission. To watch the one with the thongs. But getting there is going to be a little tricky, because Tyler doesn't know which episode that is. I did narrow it down to 50 episodes, though, so we'll get there eventually. You can find Too Young for This Track wherever you find podcasts. (laughs) Well, and it's interesting that the 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 stakes are actually pretty high in the real world, but it's so mundane for a movie to have like you're getting audited is the the big threat right now. But yeah, well. Yeah, especially since we just met the characters, we have no attachment to them. So for mm-hmm. us, there's no buildup. This this is just this is what we've been dropped into. So mm-hmm. while while she um, thinks about being in the closet and she's dealing with the alpha verse, um, Wayman, he's he. This is where we learn that all right, 
there are a bunch of parallel universes. We are in a multiverse. Uh, you know, you are, you know, the one potentially I've met, mm -hmm. you know, all these different versions of you and we're, <laughs> ver we're jumping verses trying to find, you know, you and we use mm -hmm. this technology. And then we learn that even though she's in this janitor's closet, you know, she's physically in her body, in her universe, but in the, this other universe that they're in this janitor's closet, um, she's in another Evelyn's body. And then they detect that she's there, find them and then start killing them. And <laughs> this is where you start to go. Oh, how do you, how would I mentally, how mm -hmm. would I do this? I don't know how I could be in two places at once mentally. Yeah. And I mean, she's definitely not, which is like, no. And th this is, oh, I, I well, love it's a they, focus they do thing, this, right? Yeah. But this is a, a theme throughout the entire movie that they nail like so mm -hmm. well. One of the common things for the entire movie is that mm -hmm. Evelyn is always worried that Wayman is fucking everything up. Mm, she yes, says right. it like so many times. And yet, how many times is he the one that fixes everything? Mm, I think most of the time. Yeah, like yeah, he's I mean, he mostly right at the end. Yeah, because um, and this is like there are like, you know, obviously so many layers. But one of the things that I took note of this time is Evelyn is never wrong. She's she can do no wrong. She blames everything on everyone else and then it's like there's this kind of weird gray area of it's like she blames when other people do things differently she blames other people mm -hmm. like a third party for something yeah you know she she blames Which i think uh, we Byron all from church sometimes yeah but it's like she can do no wrong so when like when she does finally see the divorce papers like actually see them and not the notes mm -hmm. because there's mm -hmm. that fun bit of confusion there she immediately blames byron from church and it's mm -hmm. like dude fuck byron um you know and it's like <laughs> and yeah. she's just really calling him out right now and it, yeah. but it's at that point and it's so weird because it's like we know that she's the problem but in this yeah. moment she doesn't even want to blame her husband. She's just like, she'll blame her husband all the time. And then like in the moment when she can blame him to his face, she blames somebody else. So it's this, like she can never be wrong, like kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, and that's, so that's why she's able to just kind of coast because of this moment where the husband is right, because he's the one who's trying to find, the route like the best way to fix everything um so she's able to kind of zone out and then the only reason and uh, it's beautiful the only reason she's not staying zoned out is because she's so worried about her husband fucking it up and he's the only one doing the right thing mm -hmm. like it's it's great it is such a beautiful simple moment so oh, while while she's kind of going back and forth because she can't she can't focus um we learn from the Alphaverse Wayman that uh, Jobu Tupaki, I think that was the was her name. She's the uh, Alphaverse Alphaverse version <laughs> Alphaverse. of Joy. <laughs> ah, the, <laughs> Sean Connery <laughs> Alphaverse. <laughs> uh, Joy, who her mind has been splintered, and she can connect to multiverses everywhere all the time, and is going to destroy the the multiverse unless we stop her. 
And then uh, that's when the uh, we're, we're not in the Alphaverse with Waymond in. And th this is where you're learning. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, you're in the Alphaverse, but we're not actually there. We're in another universe with the Alphaverse and also whatever version of Evelyn this currently is. We see yeah. them get murdered by, mm -hmm. by uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, and we've learned that there is a black hole that is, well, I, it may not be here that we know about the black hole, but there is something that is going to destroy the multiverse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Evelyn Tate, well, right before she takes the verse jumping technology, we get our first fight scene, right? We see some goddamn impressive fanny pack Kung Fu. God, it is fanny packing. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> so this I... definitely feels like a jackie chan scene like in the best mm. way you know because the use of props yes. the comedy you know the action comedy the choreography it's it's brilliant so here is real quick very to build off of that mm -hmm. the daniels originally began writing this screenplay screenplay back in 2016 with jackie chan in mind yeah oh wow i could totally see that yeah and i forget what style either he didn't want to do it or there was something else but uh michelle yo mm -hmm. ended up getting the role yeah it was reworked like... later but i don't know why yeah. either jackie turned it down or they said let's go a different direction with it but it, it was a jackie chan role yeah i now i love jackie chan but i'm also kind of glad he wasn't in this you know i feel like he would have really taken too much attention away from what was going on in the movie. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I love like too big of a star, you know? Well, I mean, not, I mean, Michelle Yeoh's. Well, Michelle Yeoh's pretty like, huge, I guess. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like one of those that it's like, I watched a lot of Kung Fu movies. Like I, I, when I look down the list of like Michelle Yeoh's titles, I am less familiar with the American ones than I am like, mm -hmm. you know, the Chinese ones, the Asian ones that she was in, because that's what I grew up with. Um, but yeah, with like using her as like the power because Michelle, yo, like hmm. Shang-Chi came out a few months before this. And it's like, you yeah. do not fuck with Michelle, yo, like no. she has a presence. Mm -hmm. um, and I, Jackie Chan, you know, I, I, I'll admit I haven't seen any of the like more edgier Jackie Chan movies in the last like eight years that have come out. Um, right. And so in my mind, like he doesn't have that edge that Michelle Yoda, she's always had that edge. Even her most like passive roles, she's edgy, and Jackie mm -hmm. Chan's just humorous. Um, mm -hmm. But then you have Short Round; it's like he's the stereotype of the weaker husband, mm -hmm. and yet nothing he does is weak. It's just like well, he has a lot to... of inner strength. Yeah, and yeah. Like, but it's yeah. like you never, you never get the feeling that he's like a Jerry from you know Rick and Morty. Right? Like, no, that's a good point. He is his own person. <laughs> Yeah, um, but to like the humor of it and like one of the things that sticks out, you know, mm. in this scene, he puts fish gravel in his fanny pack. <laughs> yeah, that stuff does. is so <laughs> light. He puts that in there and then all of a sudden it's like it well, weighs 15 wet pounds. Too. Mm -hmm. But like even soaking yeah. wet, like I, you know, it's been quite a few years since I've had like fully aquatic reptiles that I had fish gravel in. But like I do not remember yeah fish gravel ever having any weight behind it so when he's snapping this thing around <laughs> with fish gravel it's like that thing it only weighs like five more ounces with that entire fistful okay. of gravel 
this is a movie with sausage fingers and that's what took you out of the movie no i'm not saying it took me out it's like that's one of those moments that it's like i'm yeah i'm seeing the comedy because there's the it's the visual gag of like gravel is heavy but like fish gravel is yeah. not yeah so it's it's the opposite where like suddenly he gets stronger because of like five extra ounces you know right. but they're making it seem like you know this now it's it's now essentially like a morning star well you know, i do love the way they around. film that it, it's all oh, in the yeah. way they show it you know it's very effective because the way they they zoom in on the clump like it lands to the floor with a big thud <laughs> you know like yeah. oh shit i don't want to get hit by that you know <laughs> but it, and uh, it's yeah everything they do is traditional kung fu like the the mm -hmm. threatening instances oh yeah yeah go ahead zach eric does uh does troy have any uh notes with anything so oh far? right 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 so troy, uh, actually, right. this is you the know. ghost of troy speaking now um okay he, we we gotta we gotta rewind a little bit for him uh because he had some stuff about the beginning should i just should i just read like the yeah first why don't you why don't you catch us up to where we are with troy's notes because we can always edit it a little bit uh so troy says a mirror is always a good start when you want things to be weird I think that's a yeah. good point. Oh, I mean, yeah, the because yeah. the, the movie it starts. started. Yeah, and it, it is a really unnerving. A... Sorry, yeah, it starts with a round mirror. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're right. Is that is that uh, it's symbolic? We'll find out as we go through the rest of this podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I totally <laughs> forgot. There's actually a lot of references to that throughout the movie. Oh yeah, there's I've, sort of a theme. There's there's too many. Yeah. It, it's like I have so many that I list. I listed. I think I stopped after like the tenth one because I'm like, this is going to keep on going. Like, it's worth mentioning yeah. in one generic comment. So Troy we also should, says, "Oh, sorry." I was going to say we should also mention that this in in the movie we are in the everything movie. Everything this is the, part yeah, of the movie. Act one is everything. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and when they have that title screen come in. Like when they actually show that title, it's it's such a great moment because it's one of like everything's going on around her and she's stressing the hell out. And it's like, I've been there. I know what that's yeah. like. It's just life is happening and you just you're at your wits end adulting, you know. <laughs> um, but it was just a great, great moment with the music swelling and everything. Anyways, anyways. So Troy says, ah, the street marriage is dissolving and these two gay chicks are adorable. <laughs> Re referencing um how the parents with evelyn and wayman are you know failing marriage but joe and beck joy and becky mm -hmm. they're cute they are a cute couple there uh he also goes on to say the he him combo is so dang good i agree i think that's really handled very well it's not like in your face but it's like yeah you know <laughs> it's that simple you know um uh, let's see. Gong Gong is the Nibli man. Sorry, the Nibli guy from Mulan. Uh, I guess the grandpa was. Oh, James Nibli. Hong. Yeah. yeah. James Hong's Gong Gong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is amazing. Short Round is also amazing. I agree. And I think that's pretty much caught up. Uh, there's one other note here that. Yeah, this kind of works here. Uh, he asks, why does Jamie Lee Curtis have butt plug trophies? That's right. We see those. That is some foreshadowing. 
My note was um, Chekhov's butt plug. Chekhov's butt plug. Is that going to get used? We're going to have to wait and find we out. Never know. And so, I, so that one was of something the I like, noticed the first time I saw it. I noticed it, but I dude, did I not noticed have the any moment, idea. the first scene. I was like, "This <laughs> has to mean something." Or my life. I didn't think means it meant nothing. anything. I didn't think it meant but, anything. Like, I just shape, thought it was like, like there's no prop. way. And then yeah. she showed, it's like, I'm just like giggling like a freaking child when I first saw that, because like my eyes went right to it. And then she holds it up. Mm-hmm. You don't get mm-hmm. one of these. And it's like, uh, yeah, I thought that was the last we were going to see of it. I thought it was like a punchline, but nope, they were just foreshadowing. That yeah. was a plot point. <laughs> um and these, I mean, if it's worth mentioning now, these characters are kind of referential to characters they've played in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, Ki Hui Kwan is um, Data from the Goonies. That's right. He's the same character. Yep. He has the fanny pack. Um, you know, he is playing roughly the same character, uh, James Hong. And this is something we recently spoke about. Mm-hmm. Um, he... James Hong is roughly the same character from Blade Runner with all of the eyes. Like this is a oh, film yeah. with tons of eyes everywhere. Um, so while he he's not playing the same character, but there is there are all these like really interesting similarities. Yeah. Um, he's also a, a mech, you know, that's cool. But I feel like that kind of absurdity <laughs> comes from like Big Trouble in Little China mm-hmm. is, you know, this, yes. this weird magic but user. And now he's like a mech pilot. Like, okay, what else are you going to do, old man? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but there, there are Michelle Yeoh, obviously her references herself. Oh, which there's is like, so many callbacks. Yeah. She basically which, becomes you know, herself. We'll, we'll get into it later. Point. Yeah. But so that is meta. the thing is it's like, <laughs> I, I love that. Like her reference is everyone else's references, like film references, but her reference is her. Mm-hmm. Like yep. her, the, the character she is playing is her. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> so the, um, the conversation doesn't go well. Um, the, uh, fish gravel fanny pack goes arguably well, which yes. ends in a punch in the face to Jamie Lee Curtis, which was not the right move to make at that moment. No. And then they run away very quickly. Yeah. This is, this is where we start learning a little bit more about the actual verse jumping because first when, when Jamie Lee Curtis's character was coming over, um, Evelyn thought this was the version of Deirdre that she saw in the universe, in the other universe that killed Waylon and smashed her with a pipe. That's why she punched Mm. her in the face, but it wasn't. But then because of everything that's going on, because um, uh, uh, Tupaki, the other version of Jojo Joy, Tupaki. Joe Boot Tupaki, Joe yeah, Joe Boot Tupaki, Joe Boot Tupaki, Joe Boot Tupaki. Sorry, it's said so many uh, yeah. different ways in the movie. Joe, Joe, yeah, she says it wrong, which is a, a she point. says it wrong a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah, Joe Boot Tupaki. Yeah, yeah. So you know, she can be anywhere and know what's going on. So she starts sending her minions to this universe and then we do see that oh deirdre is becoming that version that we saw because she staples the the Mm -hmm. circle symbol to her forehead Mm -hmm. and then proceeds Mm -hmm. to chase after uh waylon and evelyn and then we're getting now we start to expand a little bit and we see that waylon is talking to somebody it directly through his ear waymond three three times was too much for me i'm waylon yutani that's the alien franchise we'll get there we'll We'll be covering that soon (laughs) so wait 
we find, we see that Wayman is actually talking to somebody and that they're giving him information of, oh, well, here, you can get this person's abilities. You have to give yourself paper cuts in between oh. your fingers. Oh, man. Yeah. Kill me. Just and kill me. The, oh, that you was hard to give watch. Yourself a paper cut? It's like, I'm pretty yeah. sure I could. Ow. And it, it's like the, the painful part yeah. is that he was using like thicker paper. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, man, the <sighs> the effort to get a paper cut with thicker paper. And then right. like the result is even worse. Like the effort is so much more and the result is even worse. The amazing part about that is when he turns back into regular Wayman, he's like, ow, what happened to my hand? <laughs> it's like regular Wayman moment. is just getting abused. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> poor guy um, he became a dancer? but no yeah that was <laughs> right that was his skill he was a dancer and um i think she was a pro Deirdre wrestler was a pro wrestler yeah. which just made her was terrifying <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the like again going to like the fight scene thing like how cool is it you have this character that's kind of hulking towards you and and in a mm-hmm. very um uh michael myers kind of way you know, yes. to go back to her own <laughs> franchise where this right. character is just hulking towards you. And you're like, what? Like, does just everyone know Kung Fu? And then she does a wrestling move and you're like, oh, shit. And it's like, I think That's clever. It, I, I forget if it's before or after, but it's essentially the same time where like she picks them up and they mention the wrestling thing. And you're like, what? And then just tosses it. And it's like, yo, this is so cool. I love you. That. Know, you see the you see what they're able to accomplish. Um, it's yeah. more than just Kung Fu, you know, now we're going yeah. places. It was pretty clever. And I love the concept because the whole thing is that they would do something that they would never do in this reality. And that sort of breaks reality a little bit. And they're able to like connect with another universe, basically. Mm. Yeah, the different universes, um, depending on where you want to go, you have to, yeah, you know, give yourself paper cuts or before that to use the, uh, to be fluent in fanny pack, um, martial arts, he had to eat chapstick. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. God. Yeah. Just all these it's things. Like something then, that would break the matrix basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I forget eventually what, how it happened, but, uh, Wayman, I think he gets trapped and then he can't use his, uh, he loses his connection because she, so then, when she tosses him, it falls off and he gets shut behind. That's right. Um, the, the filing super cabinet. heavy filing cabinet. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Evelyn is forced to try and connect and, um, she has to proclaim her love to Deirdre, but mean it, which at mm-hmm. this point you're going, why would you do that? How could you do this? <laughs> this makes absolutely yeah. no sense of why you would even do this. But down the line, we see, oh, this actually does make sense of why her character would mm-hmm. proclaim her love and mean it to Deirdre. Uh, so she's able to. She becomes a Kung Fu master or Michelle Yeoh in real life mm-hmm. and proceeds to beat the snot out of uh, out of Deirdre. And it's one of those matrix bagel Deirdre, e of... Yes, bagel, bagel Deirdre. Um <laughs> And it's a whole you know, Neo of, I know Kung Fu. I'm just doing these moves and I don't know why I'm doing them, but I know them now. Uh, very Matrix re- reminiscent. At least that's how mm-hmm. I saw it. What truth? There is no spoon. Whoa. 
this movie, we keep bringing up the Matrix and there's a reason for that, because the Matrix, when it came out, it was like, I mean, it's a philosophical action movie, you know, and there wasn't really a lot like that. And there still isn't a lot of movies in that genre, but this is the closest thing to it. The difference here is that it was a little bit more comedy, you know, Mm -hmm. and I honestly think it's even deeper, like like. The Matrix is is philosophy 101. This is what 202. Like this is the next step up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like it's it's um it's one of the things that like Pixar does mm-hmm. where they're like you're going into a Pixar film because you know it's going to be happy, funny and lovely and then they like kill off a parent in the beginning and you're crying like a bitch because like <laughs> yes. that's not what you're there for. <laughs> they got you. Like yeah. and this the reason why it's so touching is because like you thought it was an action movie or you thought it was a comedy. Like yeah. again, the trailer kind of if, if memory serves, it was kind of really ambiguous, but you're like, either way, I'm in for a good ride. Right. Um and, be and so you sit down and you still don't really know what that ride is, but things are like suddenly hitting hard because you're still like mm-hmm. your brain is like action or comedy. And now <laughs> we're kind of really getting into some deeper stuff. Yes. Like I was not expecting you know, the whole, like, this is Joy's girlfriend and like Joy being sad about that. And it's like, and I, I like her anchor because Joy is, there's like not really a reason to feel like anything bad is actually going on. You, you know, the trouble with the IRS because that's a very real thing. Right. But like, you don't really know that anything's going on. Uh, well, okay. The divorce too, but that kind of, it's like a very <laughs> there's a tiny lot. Yeah, yeah, like the divorce comes up, but Joy is like it's... the constant anchor because she's there. And even like yeah. um, Waymond himself does, he he puts down the divorce papers because he's helping his wife and his family. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why he's not really the anchor is because he's still pushing <laughs> forward. Um, In case it so seems yeah, like it's... we're really all over the place, it's because we're really talking it about really multiple did. movies <laughs> in one. There are so many storylines that interconnect. And they, they only tap into it for like, moments Mm -hmm. at a time and it like gradually progresses because the kung fu thing um to to further the conversation the kung fu thing she sees that universe and that's how she gets the powers like this is kind of the progression you don't always see it with every character but that is essentially what is displayed as to how it happens is when they go into that universe they see everything about the person to get the abilities so she taps into it and ends up defeating um Ola, Jamie Lee heard us at this point, right? <laughs> nice. Um, but then they escape and there's the, the brief conversation about like divorce and stuff because they were confused. She was confused about him. Mm-hmm. And he was confused about her because like another, like what a beautiful thing about perspective mm-hmm. is on one side are divorce papers and on the other side are <laughs> shoes on opposite feet. Like yeah. what, you know, a great physical example of perspective but she also got to see what her life would be like single. Yeah. She, what she thinks it would be like, because she just gets a glimpse of it and then gets Kung Fu and defeats someone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she sees something beneficial from that. She and thought she did. She, and I forget if it's right here, uh, but it's shortly after she experiences the, the Kung Fu master movie star universe. she, she sees that as the grass is greener on the other side and contemplates is like, well, what if I don't want to 
be in this universe? Mm -hmm. What if I want to go over there? What if I just want to live there as her? And Wayman is, is, you know, is defined. No, nope. (laughs) That leads you to the dark side. We're not doing that. (laughs) That's going to destroy the universe if you do that. No, no. Um, He also. It's very close together because there is the moment where they talk about it and she says, I liked it. And then it's like further on in the break room. Yeah. She starts zoning out. She says, I just want to be there. And then he like spits out his bagel. And, and he's like drinking milk, uh, his, half and half because they didn't have yep. cows in his universe. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he like spits it out and like shakes her and he's like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. We it's like also slap found... her. He's like, stop it. <laughs> this is also where we find out that this version of Evelyn, according to Alpha Wayman, is the greatest failure of all the Evelyns that are out there. <laughs> so this way, since this is the greatest failure version in the multiverse, she has untapped potential to uh, to defeat Jobu. Jobu Tapaki. Uh, which yeah. at this point, we also see that Joy is making her way to the building, signifying <laughs> that Jobu is controlling her um, and does come into the building. And uh, similar to, well, Joy slash Jobu changes outfits changes appearances changes abilities depending on what she wants to do well and the way they show that she can just do it she can just do it because her mind is fractured and she has this ability she's Um, existing in all universes at once or something at once yeah yeah so she can be anywhere that she wants that she wants to be um so she gets different ability and when she shows up um you know wayman is unconscious uh, Evelyn has lost her Kung Fu uh, powers. She is being arrested by police when Joy shows up. And this was, this was where you went, Oh, this, this is kind of scary. Uh, yeah. you know, multiverse of madness, Reed Richards mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. scary where, um, cops got turned into confetti. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, th- they ceased to exist because <laughs> Jobu was like, you're a, you're a party explosion. That's what you are. Yeah. Um, you know, oh it, shit, she can do anything. She's an agent of chaos with like Q's powers. She's like the Joker, you know, with uh, reality warping powers, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's terrifying, but it's also hilarious. <laughs> I mean, she she beats a dude to death with dildos like that yeah. has never happened on screen before. Yeah, <laughs> I can honestly was... say I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> and and again, like to, you know, because we talk about like the choreography, but everything is done with 100% full, like Kung Fu movie sincerity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you know, think of the best Kung Fu movie you've ever seen, whether it's like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, exactly. Iron Monkey, like Chet Lee's fearless, like just pick one and they, it, they are doing it with that much drama and like, they're taking it to 11 <laughs> with suction dildos. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's, it is so funny because like, I, I have never like, cause I, I love Kung Fu movies. Like they have a special place in my heart because I grew up watching a lot of them and I was so disappointed in Shang-Chi because it just the didn't... CG fight at the end. Well, because like <laughs> Kung Fu movies have this thing of like reckoning with like, you know, the master teaching the student and the student becoming something better. And sure. like the student conquers their own fears. Yeah. Because the master Big taught game. them. And like 
all of those things are in Shang-Chi. They just executed it poorly because it's a Marvel movie. It had to do Marvel things. Yeah. Like the, well, you know, and in this movie, yeah. it is happening. It's, it's hitting all of the beats of a Kung Fu movie, but like, it's making me like genuinely cry because it's like, I'm like, it is so funny because there are dildos but like <laughs> this the moment everything that's happening this is so severe this yeah. is when the villain walks in with like a weapon that is like slightly different than the weapons they're familiar with using mm-hmm. and just fucks everything up and it just happens to be suction dildos and it's like it is such <laughs> an impact be- this is the villain reveal yeah you know in a kung fu movie with suction dildos and it's well, like oh my god like i'm loving it because it is truly a kung fu movie moment mm-hmm but you know they're they are nailing this like comedy, definitely. So all the cops die. Oh yes, horribly. terribly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and at this point, Evelyn is still trying to figure out. All right, well, I need to get back to my kung fu movie master. I need to jump again and get my abilities back because she's lost the connection. And I think she has to pee her pants um <laughs> to do it she tries and this is where we we also see that you know you can try and fail mm-hmm. to connect to the universe because this is where we meet hot dog fingers because she no longer can use her hands to even open a door mm. in this reality <laughs> while we start seeing her in the other reality the hot dog finger reality and we also learn this is where she and Deirdre are involved with each other and right. why they uh it's a real it's a real thing and that whole i love you pro- mm. proclaim my love for you actually makes sense um the right? interesting thing about oh i'm so sorry no go ahead <laughs> I, I won't derail us too far but um every time we see a new reality i think we mentioned that we see why that reality is different and it's usually starts yes. with her story and but something happens along the way, you know, like she didn't end up with Wayman, so she became an action star, um, you know, things like that. But when it gets to the hot dog fingers, it's a whole nother branch of evolution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the way yeah. they show that, that is that's hilarious. when she's off the map. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it we do get we get a parody of like the opening of 2001 with all the monkeys uh and it's they went out of their way to capture that style with the music and everything it was great it was really something wonderful to go so show you that there was a hot dog monkey beating a uh, a (laughs) traditional monkey to death so that (laughs) the dominant gene is hot dog fingered monkeys yeah yes procreating one of the like kind of odd things that's worth noting about this is um both in in the hot dog finger universe, uh-huh. um, Evelyn is still with a partner who loves. Is that supposed to be the King and I? Yes, I, what that's what I took it. I thought I it was okay. King and I. And then we but even both get a of weird her partners parody. Of it, yeah. Love that movie. Mm-hmm. Like even in Hot Dog Finger universe, there's a Hot Dog Finger version, which is fucking disturbing. It's so yeah, that might be the most disturbing <laughs> thing. Ketchup. Oh, there's there is yeah. Weird and how did they do happen. that? Oh my god, it was weird. I don't, you know, honestly, I don't, think I don't want to know. It's already <laughs> like reality is disgusting enough. Why do I want the truth? You know, yeah. Eric, you've got Google. You can go figure it out, buddy. Yeah, watch that video. <laughs> oh man, uh, a hot dog. I will say, I will from, say from real Joy-Z quick, <laughs> the, analyzes uh, the hot dog finger scene and everything, everywhere, all at once. 
this movie it feels like a massive blockbuster movie but it's kind of like an indie film like it was very a lot of practical effects they did a lot mm-hmm. of really ingenious things that didn't cost a lot of money well but it the, was made it was made for 25 million dollars and that's mostly that what the cast really low yeah for, uh, for a, yeah action movie today yeah it's usually up in the hundreds of most of it was 25 million it made 104 million in the box office it deserved it i'm sure it's made a lot more now since it's oh you know streaming and such but and we we should point out uh michelle yo recently won the golden globe for this didn't she was it Uh, she won what did she win she just she and key uh kwan that he won for supporting Mm -hmm. that's awesome well deserved. So they, I really yeah, think they, this was the best movie of 2022. They both won. Yeah, it was. Yeah, this yeah. was released in March of 2022. Mm-hmm. South so after, Southwest, and then uh, why a few days later, uh, worldwide. The um, what we learn from the Hot Dog Fingers universe is like Evelyn just knows that something weird has to happen, but it is. It, it it shows up more so later, but she's bad at figuring out what the weird thing needs to be because the reason she goes off the map is she's like, well, I'm going to do this thing because I have to do something weird and then I'll get what I want. And she doesn't get what she want because she didn't do the right weird thing. <laughs> yep. So she ends up with the, you know, she's like flailing T-Rex arms at Jobu Topaki. <laughs> and then we get the monologue of like what um, Jobu is doing. And it's, it's right. so interesting because there is like, she is the villain, but in, in like just great classic Kung Fu, you know, like turn of events is like the villain just like wants you to understand like the villain's mm-hmm. not there to be an absolute dick. Like for as much as she's willing to just straight up kill other people, she saw something special in this universe. And it's like, this one is worth converting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of get, like the full breakdown of why, what her motivations are. And then we meet a new old character, a new gong gong. Yeah. When we get the sped up wheelchair rocketing down the, down the hallway. And uh, this is alpha gong gong uh, who shows up to save Evelyn. Uh, and she drags a uh, Wayman into the little meeting office. Um, gong gongs in there. Uh, Jobu shows back up, but it's Joy, which mm. Gong Gong saying, "Don't let her in, don't do it." And I think Way- Wayman also wakes up and lets Joy in. And Gong yeah. Gong is all about telling Evelyn, "Hey, you gotta kill Joy. This is the only way to make sure she doesn't come back to this universe." You know, that was dark. killing, kill, killing her, and Evelyn with a box cutter. Yeah, and Evelyn uh, isn't gonna do it, so. Gong Gong dis, Alpha Gong Gong decides to um, take things into his own hands and can um, activate like sleeper cells of mm-hmm. of Alpha soldiers to just infiltrate this universe and now kill Evelyn. Um, yeah, for for some reason because if that I don't that I got lost on. He needs to kill Evelyn because i think it's because in his mind she was a failure it's like she wasn't willing to kill jobu so it's like i'll just kill the person that jobu wants and then i don't have to worry about it like i can yeah and then she'll leave this universe alone maybe yeah 
Like it's just, you know, it, his, his end goal was one of them's got to go. Yeah. Like they, they want to stop Jobu in the long run, but he, um, they, you know, the peacemaker line and it's like, you know, I love peace. I don't yes. care how many women and children I have to kill to get it. You know, <laughs> yeah. like that's kind of where Any he was. means justifies yeah. the ends. Yeah. The other uh, way around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's the quote. So real quick, real quick, though, uh, we, we kind of skipped over the big bagel reveal. Yes. The during, everything bagel. Yeah. During Jobu's. Um, she she's explaining what what her motivations are kind of like what Corey was going into of you know uh, this, i just want you to understand this is really what i want i'm not here to kill you i this is what i'm doing and now we start to see the everything bagel and how it's going to destroy the multiverse and then there's she even more that we learn later everything on a bagel literally everything yeah. on the and bagel. it became a singularity that wants to mm-hmm. destroy all life <laughs> what is that i got bored one day and I put everything on a bagel. Everything. All my hopes and dreams, my old report cards, every breed of dog, every last personal ad on Craigslist. Sesame, poppy seed, salt. And it collapsed in on itself. <laughs> Cause you see, when you really put everything on a bagel, this come on come on the truth what is the truth nothing matters no joy you don't believe that feels nice doesn't it if nothing matters and all the pain and guilt you feel for making nothing of your life goes away. Sucked into a bagel. I just I love that. It's you know good imagery too. You know. So while we're uh, back in, in the universe and Evelyn refuses to kill Joy, so then Gong Gong sends in the soldiers and she remembers in another multiverse where she's like, uh, she cleans up this weird guy's sex dungeon. Um, yes. And, and <laughs> the, the thing, just real quick, I'm not going to deter, but the thing I love the most is it is a sex dungeon in the two different universes. Yes. Yeah, that's both true. Of yeah. Both of them. It's the same sex dungeon with yeah. with the the same entry point, the same uh, you know button to get in there. It it's like this guy. All right, this I, guy. No matter what universe he's universe. in, he's when they show. Yeah, he is. He's kinky. And all of them. <laughs> it's like when they first show it. I'm like, oh, that's funny. In this universe, it's a sex dungeon, and she learns out that the room exists because of a sex dungeon, and she hits the button, and they go in, and it's a sex dungeon, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh shit. Oh. Like, I thought I knew where this movie was going. Ah, man, you can't take the kink out of the multiverse. Yeah. (laughs) He's still there. Uh, So then she has to then fight all the soldiers and again begins, she continues to 
multiverse jump and which one was yep. this one blind well, this is the this is the part of the movie where she really starts to tap into her abilities she really starts to see her potential and so she yeah she uh jumps into a sign twirler uses that ability oh and we also it was, it was the, blind the blind singer first and the blind singer the yes. sign spinner because she yeah. well she had to do blind singer for um the gas the uh, yeah uh, br- uh controlling her breath yeah. So she had to get masks for uh, Joy and Wayman. Um, and this is where we she continues to start repeated verse jumping yep. and getting additional abilities, which I forget if Wayman has warned her about that or maybe I, it was Gong Gong because this is what can splinter your yeah. mind. And that's what happened to Jobu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her, her mind was, she did it too much. She was pushed too hard. And her mind fractured and splintered, and now she can go anywhere and everywhere. Um, so she's able, Evelyn's able to take out the soldiers and uh, get get away from Gong Gong. But, well, we also had the Rakakuni mm-hmm. conversation, which, we, oh, again, yeah. when this whole conversation is happening, you're like, oh, Ratatouille. Oh, yeah. that's cute. We know what you're <laughs> yeah. referencing. No, but, so, she, but Evelyn is, con- is, is convinced. No, it's not Ratatouille. It's Rakakuni. It's like the Berenstein Bears conversation, you know? But in, <laughs> in this, um, like in this film, one of the things that I, I didn't even, even this, like I didn't put focus on, I had to read like someone mentioning it, is it's like she mentions Rakakuni before seeing Rakakuni. Oh yeah. Which means like it is a sign. It's it's like this weird insert of mm-hmm. like the one, you know, Neo. Yeah. Where she had a dream she or something. Had, tapped into other universes that we are unaware of and she is also unaware of them yep and it is i think also after that moment is it after that it might be after the the like the other fight that she finally calls her by her real name because she has tapped in i guess to so many universes that the name jobu topaki means something but Mm. she's doing more than anyone's even aware that she's doing which is a very neo-like thing Yep. <laughs> which which uh was like you said a nice little nod with the Rakakuni because mm-hmm. you don't really you you we see that during the course of her fight with the soldiers cuz she is jumping she that was um like a hibachi uh chef. Yeah, and like yeah. at a similar yeah. steakhouse, yeah. Similar to Ratatouille, there's a guy with a raccoon under his hat and that's what makes him such a good chef. <laughs> at this hibachi place um and uh, this is where we um during this fight we get the return of the uh butt plug trophies because that is oh my god yes that is a way to get back to was it the kung fu uh yeah universe? yeah that's how and it's and like what a the security guards yeah, what a great moment where like they put the focus on it and the guy keeps trying to go get it and like they're fighting mm-hmm. it off and then, like, from behind them and over top, like, this low angle where this <laughs> yes. this mask comes flying over, and then they switch over to it, and he's, like, in air with, Red like, legs eagle. spread. Yeah. Yes. No oh, pants. man. No pants blurred out, you know. And there's a slow it- motion, like... <laughs> thud as he lands on it and he like turns slowly like a menacing villain yeah. shot, he's got you know? like he, he had the thanos smile from like yes. the end of the avengers where he's <laughs> yes. like yeah. same exact shot oh my god it was great 
and then it's just it's all it's censored mind you if you ain't seen it yet but like you see and this is you know it's, you see it's enough. an unreal thing yeah <laughs> but like magically the butt plug somehow gets like twice as long because you can always yeah. see the bottom of the trophy yeah like it's, it's always there it's a little ridiculous <laughs> um and you know it's always like dangling around like everything about it is just like disgustingly wonderful and then you you do get like between him and then um the other one comes in you get like the most badass kung fu scene i've seen in such a long time mm-hmm. with the butt and like it even this time it made me tear up like when they do the the pose together where it's like the one of them it's like horse stance or something and the other one rests his foot on top of like the horse stance knee and they pose <laughs> together in like this you know two-man ginyu force and yeah. it's like it brings a tear to my eye because it's like this is so badass right now but both of these guys got but plugs in you their see, asses you got a butt plug yeah especially from i think it's chad and he's got like i don't know like some pole or something that he managed to put up it it, it was like um a like trophy. a regular like trophy trophy that was yeah. it like the full-on yeah so both of them have yeah. trophies in their butts it's just mm-hmm. it's it, what's in i don't know if this is interesting but um the way to get to the universe continues to change at random when you mm-hmm. lose connection, but yet is the same for people that want to connect to it. That's it, interesting. I guess may, maybe it was just, um, I think it's an ability thing. Well, either it's just like, because it's funny, they just did it in the movie or maybe because they are in that universe. Maybe they are both, like kung fu masters in the same universe it and that's could how be. they're both connecting you know but well, i they both became security guards in this universe so you know why not <laughs> yeah uh, but for different were they one of them was for the business and the other one was for like big oh. security hmm. but still it, it is uh because evelyn gets her abilities back and this is kind of another interesting teaser thing is mm-hmm. that i guess because jobu has taken over joy that joy has a connection she's unaware of because joy is the one who suggested that evelyn blow in the guy's mouth to make a weird sound come out of his nose Mm -hmm. because they'd only briefly commented like i have to do something weird and she's like i don't know blow in his mouth and make a weird noise come out of his nose and her mom's like what like that doesn't sound right she's like you just said (laughs) something weird and then she does it and it works yeah yeah yeah, you know, it's that, like this weird she gets it, but the mother is still having trouble with it. Yeah. Well, I think that was actually one of uh Troy's notes. Oh yeah, yeah. He does. I think when she does something weird, it helps her fight, it gives her power. And that's the conversation that's that line, Joy yeah. and Wayman are are having while while she's fighting all the cronies. And mm-hmm. um I forget it's right did it happen prior to this or right right after she defeats the cronies that we find out where Jobu has been. She is in the Alpha verse, and she finds uh, Alpha Waymond, and then we see that she um, she essentially kills him and his entire team. It is right around this time because I have the note of um, like Alpha Waymond uh, had the Evelyn ashes ashes That's with right. with him the whole time, and then we discover Rakakuni. So this is going on simultaneously where like Jobu is taking apart Alpha Universe while um, whatever this unit like failure universe is, <laughs> you know, happening. 
So it's happening, you know, simultaneously. We should point out that Troy said the butt plug fight was a little bit much. He said, like, yes, it was funny, but come on. I mean, it does go on for a little bit, but I, I enjoyed it for what it was. But it, it for me, it's like what I, you know, like I mentioned, what I gathered from it was the Kung Fu thing. And it's like, what, like, we need yeah. a long Kung Fu scene. Don't discount the Kung Fu in a movie that clearly is Kung Fu, you know. And Yeah, like it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. So at this point, um, Evelyn's mind has splintered. Um, you know, she's beaten the soldiers, but Gong Gong shows back up with them. Uh, Joy shows back up or Jobu now in Joy's body again with another costume change. Um, Wayman is now the meek Wayman and is asking Evelyn to not, I think, not fight. And then yeah. I, this is where it looks like Evelyn dies because her mind fractures. We we see her as a person splinter all over the screen and then mm-hmm. she falls over. And I believe this is where her character dies. And then we see the credits. Mm-hmm. We do. And it stays on the credits for uh, like a good solid 30 seconds. I want to say like it really makes you think like wait a second no yeah, no there's not a, a cliffhanger in this movie is there really no. we uh, like, we I checked did. the time i know this is like a two-hour movie two yeah. and a half hour movie because <laughs> dana looked at me she's like really i was like no 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 this can't no way yeah because we, it wouldn't make any sense it, no because it started with chapter one you know everything chapter two everywhere which i think yeah. this is this is the beginning of chapter two yeah right because it's the credits I think it for is. that and then they go into the next one and it ends up being everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Troy said the credits had me laughing. And yeah, it's it's a good fake out, I think. What's really funny to me, though, is that it zooms out and we're in the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the premiere of that movie that Michelle Yeoh was promoting in the other universe, which is apparently this movie, but n- not the complete movie. Like, it just ends there, I guess. Maybe. Ew different universes have different movie ending points well and someone even says like i think i think maybe even wayman in that universe says like good movie but weird ending or something like there's a comment about it like it's kind of a sad ending (laughs) and this is where we we start jumping to the different universes that evelyn has tapped into because her consciousness is now kind of split when she affected the other universes Yeah. yeah And so bits and pieces of her from the Mm. failure universe are now in all these other Evelyns uh, because the Evelyn that that's in the movie premiere starts asking about their daughter, which Mm. Wayman is going, what our daughter, what, what are you, what are you talking about? And we start bouncing between different universes. Um, We see Jobu's alpha I don't know if it's the alpha line, but wherever Jobu is with, and I can't be the alpha line because Evelyn joins her at the everything bagel. So I don't know where hmm. this is in the multiverse, but um, Jobu is continuing to explain more of her plot and wants that, Evelyn to join her. It might be that like, this is, this is that universe, but kind of in, in like a, a like a pocket universe kind of thing where like yeah. it's not a main because the where the bagel is is not where anything else can be right, right so right. it's not in a universe it's in its own 
area that might not even technically be a universe at that point. I think they even make a quick reference to that early on, like the zombie verse that we see originally is also one of those. Okay. I missed that one. Well, okay, so I'm referring to uh, when the 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 janitor closet as the zombie oh, yes. burst, because the way it was filmed, it was like a zombie movie, you know, with Deidre mm. breaking through the door and stuff. But they said right. that was like a temporary universe or something, something along those lines. So I assume the bagel universe is something similar. So, the, I mean, at that one, it was like the the closet was not something that they were going to. I mean, maybe, you know, that to me is like a very Matrix thing. Yeah. Um, where it's like this thing that it's still in the code, but it's not in the code. But yeah. then that's why you have like the bagel universe, because that one, it's like non-existent. It doesn't exist, but it is there. Well, I guess the bagel already absorbed most of that universe. Is that what it, I which don't is, know. yeah, it's possible, but <laughs> I, I think it is like the, the failure Evelyn. And because she's unconscious, because we find out she's not dead. So she's mm-hmm. just unconscious. So like her conscience can be elsewhere. That's right. Um, because it's when she like wakes up, you know, she sees what Waymond is doing, fucking everything up again. Yeah. Um, that she goes back and wakes up. When I like this concept and- of her, you know, not supposedly not being good at anything. It just means that she has the ultimate potential. You know, she, you know, she just, she hasn't obtained her power yet. And her power is everything, I guess. Which, yeah, <laughs> if you're going to go with, all right, well, your skill is this. This is going to be your one skill. You may be mm-hmm. able to do other things, but this is what you're going to excel at. And if you're not good at, if you're, you know, a, if your you're a jack of all, all zeros. you're not even a jack of all trades, you know, you're just there with no, no skills that you've figured out. Well, then, yeah, you've got unlimited potential. Anything. Yeah. Um, so the the everything bagel uh, was created so that Jobu could um, hopefully finally die, and mm. you know this is where Evelyn starts to go. Oh well, I'll, I will go with you, so you don't have to go by yourself, which is what Jobu wants. But like you said, Corey, Evelyn starts to see her her version of Wayman back in Failure Verse screwing things up, and it's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to go back there now. Wakes mm. back up. And is this when we start to enter all at once or are we still in chapter two? I forget when chapter three begins. They kind of bleed together a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, because there there is so much that happens right here with like the rock universe. Yeah. And like the final fight that happens in that exact same area, like where they're standing is where the movie essentially ends with the Mm -hmm. exception of another, another, like very dialogue heavy universe where you just learn like everything, but it's mm-hmm. not the failure verse. It's like, it's cool. It, it's, it's, it's neat because it's like the other failure verse. Like there were two of those. Yeah. Well, there was, were very it was, similar. Um, it was the it was one more... where they, where she went back to do her taxes. So it was basically like if the movie didn't happen, you know, <laughs> if Wayman yeah. didn't, you know, alpha Wayman didn't interfere, but there was still, I guess she still, assaulted her because why did she because that's the one where like the party went off without a hitch but um the irs still took everything yeah Uh, yeah came to yeah they showed up so yeah but that's yeah that that one it's i guess it's not as much of a failure because it's like things do look better that's also the one where Mm -hmm. she was more willing to tell gong gong about her 
about his granddaughter's relationship with another woman. Um, But, and I think this is where like the splinter is like positively affecting things where Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the person who regrets it is like bleeding into this universe. And we, it's, it's so wild because like we learn, we essentially learn everything about Jobu when it's not Jobu. It's in this universe. It's joy that we learn like how, why they feel what they feel and how they feel what they feel. And it's not the same universe as the one we're familiar with, but it's like so close. It's so parallel that, you know, it's not taking you out of the moment. It's like, these are probably the same valid reasons that even alpha joy had to go nuts, you know? Yeah. Well, and okay. So at this point in the movie, um, um, Michelle Yeoh, Evelyn, Evelyn, sorry. (laughs) This is the point in the movie where Evelyn starts to see Joy's side of things. She starts to experience Mm -hmm. everything the way that Joy's experiencing everything, but she also gets trapped in that, I guess, nihilistic attitude where if nothing means anything, then why does it matter? And so Mm -hmm. that really starts influencing all of her different uh, variants, I guess. And so in that one universe that you were talking about, Corey, she starts uh, smashing things and just like not giving a fuck. And it doesn't go very well for her. But it isn't until is it Jamie Lee Curtis's character says something? Uh, Deidre says something? No, it's it's a combination. It is once again. Waymond, Waymond oh, it is. comes to the rescue again uh, mm. because uh, Deirdre is there with the police. Evelyn looks like she's going to be under arrest for tax evasion or whatever. Yeah, you know. it sounds and, bad. Yeah, and so Waymond goes and talks to Deirdre and smooths everything over. And again, Somehow. when Deirdre <laughs> comes over and you know tells the cop, "You can uncuff her," you know, you have until. Sunday or tomorrow or something. And then she sits down and at, at some point Evelyn goes over and sits down next to her and goes, what yeah. did my stupid husband, you know, so, you know, say to you, what, what was he messing up now? And Deirdre said, well, you know, he didn't mess anything up. He just explained your situation, everything mm-hmm. that's going on. And, um, and I get it. And Deirdre, despite everything that's happened, we see that Deirdre does have a heart, does have yeah. empathy. And, you know, when it's Deirdre that's and great. not um, everything bagel, bagel. Yeah, bagel Deirdre. <laughs> um, and this, again, all of this is going on while Evelyn is in the failure verse, fighting, but also not fighting the soldiers in Jobu mm-hmm. uh, because Wayman in the failure verse is saying, please stop fighting. So she takes that to heart and doesn't necessarily fight, but uses the interests and desires of the different variants to subdue them. Mm. Like the kink kink guy, she puts a ball gag in his mouth and he no longer has an issue. Uh, The guy from Rakakuni, she like rubs his hair and he falls asleep. You know, it's like weird things keep happening. She beats everybody that way. Well, and that's the all at once section in the movie. Yeah. She realizes she doesn't need to fight them or she at least fights them with joy, with love, I guess. She with, so it's not fighting in, in these moments. It's like choosing peace. She's in a way. Yeah, she, 
she's not even like peace being part of it, but she's choosing understanding and acceptance because yeah, radical when acceptance. I, when I mention that Evelyn, Evelyn can't do anything wrong. It's only other people who do wrong. And she, which they straight up mention, mm-hmm. Evelyn was using her own father to not appreciate Joy's relationship with another woman. That's so yeah. Evelyn didn't accept it either. She's like, well, you know what Gong Gong thinks. And it's like, we already know you hate your father. So like, why are you even using him as a defense? It's not him you're worried about. Deflecting, like yeah. you don't like it either. You just need to say it. You know, yeah. she didn't want to admit it because Evelyn cannot be wrong. And in this one, it's, it's like she is accepting people and she is finding what it is that they want. And she is giving them their ideal universe. Like, yeah. Because she sees everything at this mm-hmm. point. And so it's like, oh, this person needs the, and I, I love the variety in such a short amount of time. It's yeah. like one person wants romance. One person just needs like a chiropractor. Yeah. One yep. person, you know, like what is the thing that is making you bitter? It could be right. and in, in life, you know, what is the thing that's making you bitter? Is it something that's like, it doesn't always have to be insanely big. It can be something that's extremely small. Like yeah. maybe you've had a crick in your neck for so many decades that like mm-hmm. you don't even notice anymore, but you're mad. Exactly. Like, yeah, no, Zach lives this... up there in the cold. I'm sure your joints hurt all the time. <laughs> um, I'm yeah, I'm old and my joints hurt. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Um, but it really is a beautiful scene and the choreography is amazing. Every, mm-hmm. Everything about this works. One of the highlights also somewhere again, because so much is happening. Yeah. Uh, Troy's notes. The Rocks. OMG, oh. The Rocks. I want a yeah. whole movie in the Rock universe. <laughs> and like, think... what scenes, man? Yeah. Like, well, well, that shot is gorgeous. I want that poster, you know, and where it yeah. just says the subtitles just be The Rock or something like that. <laughs> it's very zen. Um, but the, it's really funny and I love that this movie is so loud and colorful and all of a sudden we get this still image like just the sound of the wind and text the whole conversation it's like watching a text conversation like online you know um, between, it's, it's really between clever. two rocks yeah yeah and it you know one of my friends had commented well I mean god his his name's been mentioned but um Vigo who does a lot of the music for oh, our episodes yeah. our seasons like almost all he was the music like, <laughs> yeah he was like we, we were talking about it he's like I have never cried at two rocks talking before yeah it's mm. beautiful it's like that it scene is. like you know like there's there's a lot of good stuff in there, but he's like it's it's talking rocks that make me cry. Oh, when they come back to it and she puts the googly eyes on there and it turns and and <laughs> Joy's like get you, yeah. yeah. Joy's like get you. Must be a rock. Stop moving. Yeah, it, yeah. It's really cute. There's a lot going on there. Uh, yeah. There's so much to talk about here. The pinata scene. There's like so oh, many god, glimpses. The pinatas. Yeah. yeah. There's the like cartoon traditional. The kids food. drawing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's so many I'm sure I never the went back and kinkies. watched it. I didn't either. But th- when she multiverse jumps, I'm sure there are so many like little Easter eggs and hints in in that single like yeah. 20 second span of however many hundred universes they showed her in. Yeah, I bet we cool could ones. go find some cool ones in there. I just have not gone back and looked. 
there's like a really cool anime one there's all kinds of stuff obviously yeah like you said you could spend a while on just that that one scene i'm sure someone (laughs) already has done it there's people out there with more time and more ability (laughs) than i than i have Mm -hmm. um so evelyn is able to subdue the soldiers uh joy jobu um enters the everything bagel which has now appeared in the home universe the failure verse evelyn is trying to save her gong gong you know tries to say tries to stop her at first but um eventually they're able to reconcile in the other failure verse where yeah joy yeah, which is like one b yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's where she reconciles everything which is yeah and it's such like a little thing that's where she like, first does it mm-hmm. yeah. Ev- yeah evelyn is actually repairing the damage that she has done by fracturing herself to the other universe at least it looks like that's yeah. what she's mm-hmm. doing um through all of this uh so then she's able to get to joy and you know in her own way blunt but tells her that she does actually care about her and love her and and then that transitions to joy here in the failure verse and she's able to pull her out of the everything bagel (laughs) they are able to embrace as the universes are fully restored back to their existence status quo Mm -hmm. i guess yeah (laughs) at at the moment i'm guessing all the dead people in alpha universe are still dead in the alpha verse yes yeah then no one seems to come back to life so Mm. it doesn't seem like they can fix anything so those universes are fun yeah but then we then we move forward in the uh, the multiverse is infinite Mm, i guess yeah not not in their moments i guess no in their singular instances (laughs) (laughs) so we move we move forward um you know back in the one uh, in our main universe a family has kind of reconciled everybody's together evelyn and her family return to the irs building they're going to refile their taxes deirdre is talking to them and similar to earlier in the film when dear uh, when evelyn started to her mind started to wander uh she's temporarily drawn to alternate versions mm-hmm. in the background and then she gets snapped back to it again by deirdre Really, this whole movie is a great uh, metaphor for what it's like to have ADHD because it is really fucking random and all over the place. Because I, for me, it was all the um, generational trauma. Oh, uh, that too. Yeah, the, that's the thing. Is it's like so that, layered? That's the thing is generational <laughs> trauma because there's so many instances. Well, like I love that, uh, and I, I took a note of it. Like when when alpha gong gong was telling not not telling he was providing a reason why evelyn should kill jobu tupaki um kill uh not jobu tupaki kill her daughter kill her daughter her daughter could be jobu tupaki like the note is a man who pushes daughter in an attempt to break her tells the story of how evelyn pushed her daughter to breaking yeah it's like and it's this cyclical thing where it's like you know, he's like, well, you broke her in the other universe. And in that moment, he was attempting to break her to get her to kill her daughter in this universe. So mm-hmm. it's like he's saying you did the wrong thing in the other universe to so do the right thing here by literally doing the exact same thing, but just in mm-hmm. a different way, like mm-hmm. in a more permanent way. That's, you know, like 
and a lot of these characters it's interesting that they're always the same character in this in the other universe like yeah the the gong gong in the failure universe was kind of a dick like that everyone kind of agreed at the end that like the way that he treated his daughter you know they they frame everything like we're sorry it's a daughter that's what they say when they do the birthing flashback oh yeah that's true he has disrespect for her and like nothing she can do is right and he's kind of an ass and alpha gong gong is also kind of the same ass like the exact same Mm -hmm. ass um the only character who ever seems to have the exact same um like personality through everything is waymond he's always I'm doing what's best for other people. He's always looking out for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even like the, the rich Waymond was like, that's Don't. true. Yeah. He wasn't selfish. She, yeah. She threw herself Don't at give him. Me false and, hope. Eh, you know, which I feel like it's funny because that one line feels very noir. Um, yeah. Even the way they shot they, it with the cigarette yeah. and everything. Yeah. It's good for yeah. the rest of the conversation to be him expounding on like, essentially you know be nice to other people and like enjoy things and appreciate what you have and you know she talks about all the success in this universe and he's like you know what like i like the idea of there being a universe where we're running a failing laundromat (laughs) you know just and it's like god damn like you know he's the same waymond he's like you know he he's realistic but he's the same guy that it's like he still has the same love and the same positivity behind everything yeah um he's just you know noir as fuck and yeah like, which i love a badass in that universe well again it shows his range but um yeah. yeah i think the over like the 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 main theme i think at least for me throughout this movie is that if nothing means anything then everything means wait i think i said that wrong <laughs> i just lost it if, it's gone if 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 there's no greater meaning then everything has meaning right like, if nothing means anything, everything means everything. Sure. Editor's note. What Eric meant to say was if nothing matters, everything does. I'm sure that I, makes I got sense the on whole, some level. Like, the, the, like, <laughs> it's, it's nihilism versus hope, basically. You know, like, like give people, appreciate people, um, respect people. Like, don't, you know, just because you had a shitty upbringing doesn't mean you have to force it on your child. Right. Because they both did it. Like, Gong Gong did it to Evelyn and Evelyn did it to Joy. And Joy was not willing to admit that she ever did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so long so that her husband, who the, the only altruistic character in this entire movie wanted to divorce her. Like the man who loves her in every universe, except for the hot dog universe, because it's not on the map. <laughs> um, yeah. But the man who loves her in every universe um was willing to leave her because it's like there is nothing left to do. And and it, there's someone, a lot of messages. There's a lot of it. For sure. There's a lot. It's like an onion. Well, mm. It is. It's they very have, layered. They have layers. Layers. Lots of, lots like of layers. ogres. <laughs> they have they have messages. Onions but have messages. As someone who's watched it a few times now, um it, it just feels like there's a couple different ways you can look at this. There's even like you could kind of read this as like like most of it's a dream, like most of it's just her hallucinating, like, or like it's all a metaphor for what's going on in her real life. You know, like all the crazy over the top multiverse stuff didn't happen, but it's really kind of what's going on in her head, if that makes sense. 
yeah over exactly everything is breaking down and she's trying to like quantify it and we're not seeing you know it's for me it's kind of the same thing as like uh a quiet place which to me is just a a horror film based on like how does a family deal with trauma Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. yeah exactly that whole movie is a metaphor and we never see anything that happens because they're showing monsters in place of reality right like they can't face their reality anymore and like you know, that's how I like to perceive that movie. There's a lot of stuff that's bullshit. Yeah. You don't have to take it at face value. Yeah. Like what you're seeing might not be what's there. Exactly. exactly. But it's how they are viewing it. Mm -hmm. Like it is, it's their universe. Yep. Exactly. 10 out of 10. That's my, my rating 10 out of five. (laughs) I'm I'm kind of on the same. Yeah. I'm on the same boat. We only do five stars. So I'm doing 10 out of those five. Yeah, you're making this difficult. Uh, I can't, you know I can't math like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Corey, Corey loves it. Uh, Eric, what do you think? Oh, yeah. At least five out of five, if not higher. I, I honestly think this is like in my top 20. This is a really great film. So, Zach, you've, you've let us, you know, yam our chops or whatever a weird phrase would be, whatever they say up north. Um, so what what message did you get what what was your takeaway maybe not just message but what was your takeaway yeah let us shut up for a minute (laughs) so the 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 takeaway for me let me start with i really enjoyed the movie i Mm. didn't know too much about it other than like i think eric and a few other people that had seen it went man this was a great multiverse movie and i went okay multiverse (laughs) i guess that makes sense now with the title okay there definitely is deeper meanings and everybody can pull, I guess, a little bit different meaning from this movie, mm-hmm. depending on your view of it. But uh, Evelyn and her her displacement of blame and inability to accept responsibility, how that plays out in different I guess it shows you how it could play out in different worlds or different lives, which we always wonder. What would our life be like had I made a different decision? Had I, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. if I if I had a turkey right. sandwich instead of a ham sandwich, that could change <laughs> your entire dynamic, thing. you know, yeah. kind of kind of thing. And this has a little bit of fun with that. Yeah. While also adding in, you know, the drama kung fu comedy aspect. I took it as you have to accept responsibility and you can't dis- displace that on someone else or a third party consistently, mm-hmm. you know, true, true, for true. me. Oh, I, I'm sure I'll watch this movie again. I really liked it. Um, I'm sure I'm going to watch it and I'm going to see new things next time. Uh, I do. For me, this is something I have to give like a good amount of space between mm-hmm. watching it again, because it is, it's like, it is a full course meal oh, and yeah. you're, and I loved it and I'm still digesting it again, going back through it with you guys, but it'll be a little while till I watch it again, but I'm going to love it and I'm going to see other things. I would, this is definitely a top movie for me acting wise. I think everybody was great choreography story. um, You know, again, pulling from Hollywood of our past, whether it's, you know, American Hollywood or uh, films from overseas, they did a great job putting it together, like taking East and West and bringing it together Definitely. Uh, for, for a single fusion. film. Um, and they, they did, the Daniels did a great job with it. 
I highly recommend it. You know, go go watch the film. Well, you already have. You're listening to this. Watch. It I would again. hope so. <laughs> so yeah, I would I would give this you know like a you know pretty much a five out of five. I'm I'm not gonna. You could always find something wrong. We'll let it slide because it's your first watching. You know, yeah, your first yeah. watch. I Thanks. it like you said, it's a lot to consume, and it's like I it's it's one of those movies that you'll you'll be talking about and thinking about even, even if at first you're like, maybe I don't like this. Like you're still not going to not talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's, there's too much to just not talk about it. Like you're going to be trying to dissect it. Mm-hmm. And you will for, for a while, for as many times yeah. as you go back through and, and watch it. Um, you know, something I forget who brought it up. And I, personally, for me, I wasn't really making the comparison, but this came out along with uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, two films that were hmm. multiverse-ish, were, you know, being a big part of the theme. And uh, I know some people were saying, ah, this is a much better multiverse film than the Doctor Strange film. Um, I think in the aspect of showing a multiverse, I think this certainly does do a better job, but also hmm. this didn't have any constraints much like mm, yeah. Corey, you were talking about with Shang Shang Chi, that is a Marvel movie, so it has mm, to yeah. fit within what they want to do with the MCU. And with yeah. Doctor Strange, I still enjoyed it. I still mm. same enjoyed a lot, a lot of parts of that film. It's not my favorite Marvel film, but um, you had to fit within the Kevin Feige world yeah. and image, and yeah. this. You didn't. So it's you, like, it, yeah, it's almost an unfair comparison. Yeah. Oh, I, I do. That's yeah. why for, personally for me, I can't, I can't really compare it because you, the only comparison is that you have multiple universes. That's mm. it. You can't yeah, really yeah. compare anything else because they're, they're so drastically different. One is an open sandbox where they could do everything. And, yeah. and did the everything. other one is, and did everything all at once. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one is you can do a lot of stuff, but you have to start here and end here and you can do a lot of fun stuff in between. Uh, yeah. But you, you don't have the open sandbox like you do with yeah. what the well, Daniels you, did. You also have to consider that with the MCU, they're just now getting into the multiverse stuff and they have a long way to go over the next few phases with that storyline. So they don't want to do it all right out the gate. They just gave us a tease with that movie. It was just yeah, and a sample. And whatever and whatever they did in Multiverse of Madness will affect yep. all the other films in the franchise. I don't see a sequel to this. They can do no, whatever the hell I, they want. In fact, I don't yeah, I really don't think they should make a sequel to a movie like this. I, I kind of felt the same way about the first Matrix. Like leave it alone. It was great on its own. Just do something different. Do something original, you know? Um, yeah, this is one of those movies that definitely doesn't need a sequel, but that doesn't mean it's bad. That's actually, I think, a metric of a really great movie sometimes, you know? Like, don't make not a sequel it, to it. Not every story needs a sequel. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it wrapped up perfectly. It's good on its own. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, anything else that we missed that we need to cover? 
we could go uh, a lot I'm, longer, yeah, but I know absolutely, that uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> well, they <laughs> need no. But did we miss? I want to talk yes. about the filming techniques. No, I, yeah, yeah. Like, there's <laughs> so there's a lot the of lighting. If if you enjoyed this movie, look up. There's a lot of videos out there with interviews by the Daniels themselves talking about how they made certain sequences, and they're really fascinating. I definitely went down that rabbit hole, but I don't have the time to divulge everything here. Uh, so yeah, just uh, do your own research, people. Yeah, it's worth it'll it'll be worth it looking mm-hmm. up new shit. Yeah, and this is know. again a movie I'm going to be re- revisiting again and again. All right. Well, do we have uh, we have some Patreon people we have to thank, right, Eric? You have you have all those details. Yeah. So first of all, I want to thank everyone that's uh, contributed to our Patreon over the last year. Uh, we have a lot of cool stuff in the works with that. Uh, more bonus content coming your way. We have a a couple movie commentaries we're going to try to do this year that I think are going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but I do need to give a shout out to two of our $5 supporters. Uh, that would be Prince Harming and Erica Carroll. So thank you again to both of them. And if you want to shout out uh, yourself, you can uh, also jump in on uh, the Patreon at patreon.com slash podcasters assemble. And get other uh, high quality content like like this early in and so stuff. high quality. Yeah, <laughs> the best. And maybe well, less how, maybe less quality content as well, like the bloopers and stuff that we don't put on the main podcast. You get to see how the sausage is made. That's the, <laughs> the terminology where you go. You can look at the sausage as it goes in the donut. <laughs> the bagel. The, the bagel. bagel. A sausage bagel. The bagel right. of well, doom. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> enough failures for all right. We Corey, all know where... that this is our failure universe. Uh, Corey, where can everybody uh where can everybody find you? You can find me looking up uh, the world is my burrito, aka Twimby. That's T W I M B podcast on anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, right. as well as social media. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm everywhere. Oh, damn it! All at once. I know it's just like God. It's <laughs> I don't even wanna, but it's just right there. Eric, where where can people find you? Best way to find me is on social media most social media platforms at Eric Slater. That's Eric with the K Slater with the D and uh, yeah. Follow me if you want to, you know, listen to some weird shit <laughs> or read weird shit occasionally. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. L- listen to, to your new book, 2299. That's right. Available now. On Amazon uh, you, and Audible. You, all over the place. It's everything, everything. everywhere. All at once. Yeah, because this isn't getting old. Um, you can find me <laughs> over at Neatcast uh, and occasionally with Evan Culture. So uh, I don't know what we're doing next. We'll do something. We'll figure it out. Uh, but uh, until next time, podcasters, disassemble. Wherever. Over there. Bye-bye. Podcasters Assemble is a production of the We Can Make This Work, probably, podcast network find more of our shows at probablywork.com and learn how to contribute to future episodes of podcasters assemble by looking us up on twitter and instagram at casters assemble or joining our discord page link in the show notes submissions are always open intro written by eric slater this episode was edited by zach derby voiceover 
by a guy in a basement with three daughters who's just glad he's not on food stamps. Thank you to everyone who was able to contribute to this episode. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to where you can find them all online. Thank you. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at Probably Work for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. Joe Butapaki.